0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, where we try and make take some science and squish it into an hour-long show, hopefully leaving you with more questions than answers. No, answers than questions at the end of it. Well, I, I guess both. You can follow us on Twitter, at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram, InformationEntropyPod, and, well, wherever you listen to podcasts, really. I'm Tom Jenks, and I'm joined by Mitchell Gatting.
1: How's it going? Not too bad, mate. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, you know. Good stuff. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm glad we're back. This is our third episode. Third episode. Yes, I can count.
1: (laughs) Third Um, episode back.
0: Awesome. So wherever you are listening, if you enjoy the show, maybe you hate it. Whatever you whatever it is, come give us some interaction. Uh give us a follow, give us a like. On Spotify, you can do ratings now, even. That's a thing. But you have to listen to an episode first. So, oh,
1: is that is that why? I was trying to work out why it wasn't appearing for some people.
0: Yeah, I think it's also a mobile thing.
1: Okay. Okay. So it didn't work for me on desktop. So
0: yeah, mobiles, listen to an episode. And uh, yeah, share it with anyone or anything that you can. Even plants. plants you know, they love say it. plants grow better when they listen to music. Maybe they grow better listening to science facts. <laughs> powerhouse you never of know. the cell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got I've got that meme lined up for the Insta that's coming next week. Is it? That say, is
1: mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the utter powerhouse. Yep. Awesome
1: stuff. Uh, how's your week been, mate? It's been it's been pretty. Pretty rough, actually. I was talking about this about this earlier. I've yeah. decided to like exercise more, eat less, um, and work the same amount, if not more. Uh, and it's it's going awfully. There's just days in the afternoons I just get a bit whirly. You know, just catching all up there. with you. I mean, yeah, you sat there, like your head swirling, you can't concentrate. So I, I think maybe I'm just not eating enough of the good stuff. Like, I I've feel like, eating, like if apples. you're
0: exercising more. You probably shouldn't cut the food. Not until your body's like used to it.
1: <laughs> like cutting the bad stuff, but I think I need to eat more like good, better stuff. So more like carrots and things and snacks in the afternoon. Um plus you also got the new coffee machine and my body's getting used to that. The proper caffeine. Oh, dip. how is that? Oh, it's 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 a slippery slope. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. It is, isn't it? Yeah, like uh like it's it feeds right into all my like oh you do it this way you have to push this much <laughs> like you put yes. this much, like wear it out the pressure has to be this luckily ours doesn't have a pressure gauge so i can't be like super anal and be like okay it needs to be 46 pounds per inch before i uh before i let it loose i was just like there's a little flash there's a little green light and when that light is off i know it's ready to go so yeah yeah luckily yeah, yeah. luckily i haven't gone that far yet but it's been it's been good i give it a couple but,
0: years you will be Oh yeah. You'll be there waiting for the green light to come on and you'll be like, ready.
1: She's <laughs> already tamping it in, ready yeah. to go. But no, it's been good. It was it was useful because it came um on the, 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 the Friday uh before like my family members came into the house so we could have coffee morning and they're proper coffee drinkers. So Oh that's nice. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. So is it like an espresso maker or yeah, like a proper one. Like it goes and then it's got yeah. the, the milk froth on the side which oh, that's I haven't, good. haven't quite mastered yet it's, it's been many years since I was a barista um, but yeah getting used to that as well um, what I really want to try is do you see those like uh, videos online where they have the chocolate bar over it and then they <laughs> make it oh, yeah. and it melts the chocolate bar like the fancy way of making a mocha yeah that's that's what I want that's what I want to try uh, weekend, I did maybe. that the
0: other day um and then I saw someone do that with a Kinder Egg. Interesting. Like what, you what crack the, it in half. Oh, and the, it pulls. It pulls. It pulls in the middle, and then yeah. it melts its way through, like just in time.
1: Ah, oh, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I have so, seen. The, the, there's a guy that does a series. is in there? It's like which yes. which chocolate bar is the best for this kind of thing? <laughs> it's Like <laughs> um, Kit Kat Chunky just stays still yeah <laughs> so i can't imagine crack. that being good at all <laughs> um no well it depends it depends if you want it to if the point of it is is it to stay up or is it to melt in and i think is uh this scientific study that he was conducting it was to see which was the strongest which had the the, the best it, tensile strength oh
0: i see yeah right
1: yeah well, could be,
0: oh, sorry, i've been in italy now for on and off for four years or so so having your three a day coffee from a coffee machine a you really get into a routine
1: <laughs> three a day
0: yeah breakfast lunch dinner
2: i
1: i, I i'm on two I'm on two a day i'm on like 11 o'clock like have you seen if you seen the 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 tiktok video about how people different make up with coffee and tea there was if the tea like Opens the door nicely, asks you how you're doing, some <laughs> nice music playing, and it slowly gets you out of bed. And then it flicks to the coffee that just kicks the door down, punches <laughs> the guy in the face, and drags him out of the room. <laughs> and I've, I've sort of, I believe that's a bit more how I feel about <laughs> drinking drinks in the morning. So I've switched to tea with like breakfast, like a nice breakfast tea. And then mid-morning when I need to break from work uh, I'll go and make a nice coffee at 11 then mid-afternoon sort of same time
0: oh that's fair the first thing I do when I wake up is I walk into that room and it because I'm on fieldwork still I have a mocker here you know the little old style coffee kettle things
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. I heat just it up
0: ram coffee into that turn it on pour myself a Unfortunately, it's like a mocker for like three people, four people.
2: <laughs> right. So yeah. I end up walking
0: to my field work just shaking. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm not going to waste the coffee, am I?
1: Mate, just get, yeah, I was going to say, put it in a the thermos. Thermos. Or, uh, you know, I, I did some research, re- research recently to do with, because um, in a lot of American shows, you hear cold brew. Oh, right. And I'm just like, I don't, I have no idea. And if if you have any American listeners listening in and could shed some light on it, because I thought it was just like um, a nice coffee. Like It, it was just, you, you, you make the espresso and then you pour it over ice and then add whatever you want. But it's not. It's like, there's, it's like steep, the, the coffee steeped by itself for a long time, like three to four hours. Oh, in
0: cold water well i suppose the water would go cold
1: no not in cold water just room temperature and then you put it on ice oh yeah and i i didn't know this so i had to do some research not that i'm gonna make it because it sounds like it's you, like it, filter it, filter coffee yeah i think so i don't think they're making like a bucket load of espresso from a fancy <laughs> machine and chucking it in but that would maybe understand why they want like creamer and sweeteners with it because i can't imagine that being nice
0: well, I suppose it depends what you what you get used to. Because coffee is a bit of an acquired taste. Like as a kid, you don't really like it. Well, I certainly didn't. Mm. And then as I grew up, now I just crave the damn thing.
1: Do you know what's it's, it's quintessentially British about me? I can remember the first time that I had a cup of tea.
2: I was the first tea. time.
1: Yeah, the first time it was camping, uh, and parents with uh these plastic mugs and obviously the kettle was boiled on a like a gas burner a little hobby glass burner and it was sat on one of those do you know there was the it looked like a brief like a long briefcase but it folded out onto a oh, table yeah. and chairs yeah it was yeah. on one of those And i nice. just remember like sipping it and being like this shit awful <laughs> 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 um what but then, have you given me you try and poison yeah. me I think like the first taste was like, yeah, no, no, no jazz. This is, this is bad. But then just like drinking beer, I think over the time, yeah. like actually, no, yeah, that was pretty good. And then, yeah, it, pro- it progresses. Like, I think the thing, and another one in that list is sparkling water.
2: Man, I yes. i only come around to that water.
1: recently. Yeah, absolutely love sparkling water. I've I got a drink that's called um, poor man's Fanta. Right. is that you get a bottle of sparkling water and then you put, like, um, orange cordial in it. Yeah. It's like, what, I would say 50p for for two litres of what tastes like Fanta. It's great. Absolutely fantastic. Fair. Life hacks with Mitch. Yeah, you know, times are hard in the UK. If you <laughs> want some money-saving tips, come to me. <laughs> come here, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on that note...
0: um, well, not really. I'm just trying. I'm trying to segue <laughs> back to the show, um, the science show. Believe it or not, <laughs> oh, yeah. Who would have thought? Who
1: would have thought?
0: Um, now today, especially, mm. has been a pretty fucking sick day for physics and space news. Yes. Um, now, unfortunately, everyone else is going to hear this in a week. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's however, for well, right now, mm-hmm. this is some sick space news.
1: Yes. Um, did you see this i did and i know well i i, I saw it separately then when he, i think we went to post about it i was like he's going to talk about this later it's going to be the photo it's, it's going
0: to be the photo yeah uh so yeah i put a post of this on our instagram information entropy pod um check it out basically remember when was it a couple of years ago they took the first ever picture of a supermassive black hole and it's- it ended up being this kind of Blurry photo of light. And everyone was like, Is
1: that it? Yeah, it was a very a very clever photo that triangulated like seven satellite images. Yeah, exactly. At the same time. Very, very clever.
0: Very clever. It is it was an amazing feat because we're not seeing the black hole, we were seeing the shadow and essentially the light of I think it was the event horizon around the outside. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyway
0: today from it was the same company which is eht and Mm -hmm. why uh, is it now that i'm forgetting uh the acronym uh the event horizon telescope people because it was as you say a mix of six telescopes seven telescopes around the world that kind of collaborated on this project Mm -hmm. they captured the second ever supermassive black hole uh in a photo or the shadow of but this time it wasn't just any supermassive black hole it was Sagittarius A which is the center of our galaxy like Mm -hmm. we are seeing a picture for the first time of the thing that controls where we move through space on this rock that we call our home and I just think that's pretty bloody
1: cool yeah it's it's pretty sick and there's i believe there's a um a video that goes along with it i'm not sure if you've seen it
0: yes i have uh, yeah. which
1: essentially goes from where we are then zooms in just to show you the scale at which it is being taken like the distance and it is yeah. it's again it's one of those things that you just you just don't get about space is is trying to put things to space into scale and be like yeah it's great we took a photo or something really far away but once you have this like this zoom in aspect of it you actually be- begin to understand like oh it, it must be here oh no it, it's further it must be here oh wait okay no this is ridiculous
0: yeah and it's mad like so the sagittarius a is obviously really really far away
2: <laughs> really um,
1: far
0: away. Yep. It's a, it's around 25,800 light years away. But you the size of it is also huge. So yes. if you place the sun in the middle and then mm-hmm. you drew Mercury's orbit like in a perfect circle around the outside even though it's not uh-huh. um that's how big this black hole is.
1: Yes, it's roughly has a diameter equal to about 30 times that of our sun. Yeah. So, absolutely. Mercury's orbit, yeah. Massive. Yes.
0: And uh, I was just really, really quite impressed with it, mm-hmm. actually. Just absolute madness. What I'll do is, because this is in a week, I'll post a link to both the the NASA and maybe even a more digestible page, Science Alert or something like that. So if you want to check it out in a bit more detail, go check that out. Go check out the Twitter, the Instagram. Um, And I'm sure we'll do an episode on black holes in the future where we'll talk about this again.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Indeed.
0: Um, But yeah, that's my news. That was really exciting. And I didn't look at any other news because that was... (laughs) <laughs> so exciting!
1: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It, it was pretty exciting, to be honest. Um, and I, I knew you were going to go for it, so I picked something else. Oh, okay, nice. Again, space related, in keeping with today's uh, episode title theme. Yeah, theme. Subject. Subject. Subject's Topic. a better one. Topic. Okay. Yeah, topics are even better one. Which I'm not sure if you said, Tom. What are we doing today? Oh, yeah. I should probably
0: introduce the show with the introduction.
2: <laughs> I did think um, that. I was like,
0: did yeah. you actually say what we're doing today? No, I did We just went off on how our week was and then coffee, of course. Yeah. Um, so today, was. this was uh, one of your ideas, actually, a very good one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking specifically, you said, the, the issues with space travel. So that's kind of how I framed my my research and yes. the things I'm going to be looking at. So... so- space travel interesting in itself but there are a lot of problems so indeed what are they some of them i mean we could be here for literally hours otherwise Mm -hmm. um and how may we face them i think
1: yeah i think that's gonna be the the biggest issue is how we face them
0: um yeah i think people are gonna listen to the first 16 minutes of this show after looking at the title of the episode and go (laughs) this isn't about space no
1: <laughs> but we got some good feedback that people are like the tangents. So, you know, feeding into that. Gotta give tangent, the people what they oh want. Gotta
0: give the people what they want. Exactly. Indeed. Yeah, sorry. Go 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 ahead with your My News. Your news,
1: yeah. So my news was about again, space related, but there's a newly discovered a newly discovered planet renews the debate about how some giant worlds are formed oh so there's the way that like say the normal way the standard way in which planets are formed like earth is like ah, uh, i can't remember what there's there's a name for it isn't there is it accretion for what um oh the accretion
0: disc yeah theory so, so that's
1: yeah, yeah so a, a, around a young star there's a thick layers of like dust gas and ice that swirls around it and then over time they they clump together to sort of grow to become the core of a planet and then it goes from there but this new protoplanet that they found which is sort of nine times the nine times the mass of jupiter wow um, yeah it's absolutely huge um it's, it's a A young massive planet orbiting in a very unusual place in its star system Um, because of where it's placed it's led researchers to look into a bit more detail and revive a long debated view on how giant planets can be formed so because of its place it's a bit too far away like it's out past a certain distance from the star right so it's like, how has that happened if it's beyond being able to do the, the core it, accretion? Oh, okay. Mm. Is it
0: is it a gas planet? I believe so, yes. I'd imagine so. Mm. Maybe like a, it's a bit too far away to kind of, what do you call it, soak up all those gases to make a planet that big.
1: Yeah. So the, mm. new, the new planet is orbiting a star called AB Uruguay or a gay rug a but don't put an any next to each other it confuses my brain um <laughs> it's in the house outskirts of its system where there's less matter to gather its core so in this position the core can't become massive enough to create the the gaseous envelope so the planet's right. remote location um the the researchers argue make it more likely to be formed via disk instability where the disk around the star breaks into planet-sized fragments then those fragments then rapidly collapse in on themselves drawn together by their own gravity and clump together forming a giant planet that's pretty mad yeah it's it's pretty pretty out there like i i know every time something like this comes up i'm just like oh, that's amazing but because our universe is so big and we're only starting to observe it Are we just going to keep hitting discoveries like this because it's so big that so many things will happen in so many different ways?
2: I guess You you see what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, Yeah. it's a weird
0: one. Because you could look at... Each star system is essentially its own kind of microcosm in this sense. You don't know how the different elements or the different materials are lined up and even though everything's acting under the same forces, you would presume... (laughs) You know, there are essentially infinite
1: possibilities. Yeah, Which is what I mean. So I'll be just yeah. going to keep. We'll be just going to keep going on finding these absolutely ridiculous things. I
0: think so. I mean, you got to presume everything has happened once, mm-hmm. at least. At least in a, a universe that's so big, and we know exoplanets now are very common. So, yeah, but they're all interesting nonetheless because they all kind of help us understand or how these things work or as you say spark old debates
1: yes older debates coming to a new
0: absolutely
1: indeed mm-hmm. cool
0: any, any more news coming from you
1: um no no nothing nothing more no personal news i, I got nothing on <laughs> we're
0: just here chatting to each other
1: yep
2: that's
0: what it's all about Oh, um, back, now back up
1: to Diamond in Hearthstone, if anyone cares about that. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Well then. Uh, we need you. Yeah, obviously we need a <laughs>
0: weekly <laughs> Hearthstone <laughs> currently, update.
1: Currently Diamond 7, trying to push a guy with Diamond 5. Uh, I think it's like top 3% of players. Quite happy about that. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just... Now it's got they they enacted this weird system that if you get quite high in a season the next season you start with like a booster so you can plow through the early ranks really quickly to get back up to where you were. Um, okay. So this second time that I've got the diamond it was incredibly easier than the first time. I bet. Like you get so there's normally like three stars that you need to get to get to the next rank up. But when you start back, if you were in Diamond, you get six stars per win. So you do two ranks a win, where normally you get one star per win. Uh, so you can okay. blitz through it. So not a detract anything well, from that. It's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty difficult, but yeah, I'm happy with that.
0: <laughs> no, that's pretty good. You just stop playing there and then wait for the next season to start and then mm-hmm. boost your way back up again. I'm gonna got to boost my way boosted heard it here first
1: (laughs) (laughs) somehow I've managed to find friends online to play with
0: yeah intentionally (laughs) losing to you you keep finding people at the same uh, rank anyway (laughs) um I forgot to do facts this week because I was quite excited with that news and uh yeah any facts yeah I've got some facts for you give me me one one second or the old and reliable on the facts you are
1: yeah, so some space some space travel or rocket facts because uh, they are entwined. The first rocket, but well, can you guess the cu- the country that got the first rocket to space? The first rocket. Yeah, first rocket to space.
0: Um, I'm guessing it's not going to be the UK, US or Russia. So I'm going to go like India?
1: No, no, not India on on this one.
0: Then no, not a clue.
1: Okay, it was uh, Germany. Ah. Can you guess what year? Um,
0: Well, I guess it'd be pre-space race, so
1: 54. No, it was 1942. It was the V2 rocket.
0: Ah, of course, yeah. Mm
1: Mm
0: -hmm. it invented I was was debating whether that actually went into space in my head but yeah that makes
1: sense it did it went high enough to go into space to come down that was one of the the ingenious parts of the invention it essentially went high enough that it didn't really need to be powered that much Yeah. so then it flew over and then dropped out crazy okay second question for you Uh, do you know who the first Human was to space nationality and year
0: Yuri Gagarin, Russian.
1: Yes, well played. 1963. 19... <laughs> oh, 1961. That's very well oh. done. I'm two years off. I'm mighty impressed by that.
0: A massive fan of Yuri Gagarin.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Third fact, if you can guess it. Uh, Do you know who the first private citizen was to go into space and how much it cost him?
0: No, not a clue.
1: I don't think that was too too long ago, though, was it? Was it
0: 2014?
1: Uh, No, it was before that. Uh, In 2001, Ah. the private citizen, uh, millionaire Dennis Tito, toured space. He paid... 20 million dollars to spend a week in space damn was that on the ISS um no I, I thought it was a private one that went oh, I, don't, wow. I don't believe it like oh no let me have a look I, I believe it was like I want to say it was one of those planes that go into space I believe oh, okay it was more of that kind of
0: a tourist visit rather than a yeah yeah well, imagine just having 20 million just to... No, I take that back. ...spunk away like that.
1: Um, He spent nearly eight days in orbit as a crew of the member of the ISS. Oh, there we go. On a visiting mission, was what he was done under. Tourist. <laughs> yeah, be tourist, because that's what we need. Billionaire space tourists. Ha ah, ha ha.
0: How long before they start saying, go back to Earth, to the tourists... On the ISS,
2: <laughs> take your money,
0: go back to
1: Earth, help people. <laughs> yeah, it's the same about Russia, isn't it? Yeah, like they they pulled out, didn't they?
0: Well, the ISS. Yeah. Well, it makes sense given their current politicals. Yeah, it's, or, it's, it, part of yeah. me is just
1: like science should, especially as it was an international thing. It should override what's going on. Uh, but you know it should it should but, and know, i'm sure know. the
0: people directly involved in the yeah. project would want that unfortunately things like the iss nasa esa any any of these kind of projects are politically based as well mm-hmm. and when you're going to go and invade another country uh yeah i mean <laughs> you don't you don't leave yourself up to many options in that regard
2: yeah
0: so it's a shame but uh I'm sure when shit gets sorted out, they'll uh, get another opportunity to uh, send people up. Deserving people, I'm sure.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yes.
0: Cool. So, issues with space travel then. Indeed. I wanted to quickly cover one of the things I was going to speak about last week that's slightly related to this.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And... One of the first things you have to think about when space travel is what's the objective, right? Why are we sending things out? Is it just to understand how these planets are formed? Mm -hmm. Or are we looking a bit more, let's say, sci-fi or kind of the narrative at the minute of Mars is how habitable is that planet, right?
1: Yes, big issues.
0: So kind of in like relation to last week's episode you know the universe is huge 92 billion light years wide right 13.82 billions old we know that there must be trillions of habitable planets but what is habitable now considering we are carbon-based life forms and that's the only thing we have known like Okay, hypothesized, we have, I think, uh, silicon-based life forms, we've hypothesized. Yep. But we don't know it exists. Since that's the case, we theorize that water, where where there is water, those are the only planets that can be habitable or sustain life. Mm-hmm. Because life should be carbon-based, as far as we know, asterisks is asterisks is until proven otherwise. So, you may have heard of the Goldilocks zone before, Mm -hmm. or the habitable zone around a star. And it's essentially the area around a star that is not so cold that water is frozen around the entire planet. Obviously, we have polar regions, and not so hot that it's uh, either a gas or just evaporated. So, when we first look at a star system, we're going, okay, how hot is that star? Where is the habitable zone around it? Let's look at those planets. Mm hmm. The orbit, of course, something to look at because you may have planets within the habitable zone, but are they permanently there? Or do they go f- closer or further away? Or if it's a colder star, are they still within the, uh, the, the zone? Tidal locking. Now, this would be an interesting one. This is basically what the moon does to Earth, right? We only ever see one face of the moon. It never rotates.
1: Yes. A lot of people like don't, know, do. don't know that. Uh, it always weirds me, with me out. That's why oh, the the, the dark of the moon is a is a weird thing. Also, a movie.
0: Yeah, it is a bit odd. Like, and I still haven't quite wrapped my head around how it's possible. Like it it rotates technically because the same side always faces us. But is it because? One side is like heavier. Does that make sense? It's got more mass on it, so it's pulled t- towards the gravity of Earth. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'll look into. Maybe I'll come back with that next week. I'll do a retroactive fact for you all. Um, what good teachers do exactly? So if that was, if only one side was facing the sun permanently or the star, you'd have a really hot side and a really cold side.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe there would only be, like, a habitable zone around that planet. Like, uh, uh, kind of like the equator, but flipped. So, it would go from pole to pole.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because well, you'd be, ha- be a- Only that
0: zone would be, like, not too hot, but not too cold. Yeah. you have a belt around the planet.
1: Um, Atmosphere. I just got There's the Goldilocks. One. Sorry. Just going back. <laughs> I was like, oh. why is it called the Goldilocks? It makes no sense. But you saying... It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Yeah, it's just yeah, right. It's yeah. in the middle. Yeah, I get it. I get it now. You get it. You yeah. got <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> they don't call it that anymore. They call it the the habitable zone. Is the oh, more referred to name.
1: Science and fancy.
0: Yes, isn't it? We should start a petition for Goldilocks zone. Mm-hmm. Um, atmosphere. That's kind of an important one. We need that, and you know, we thought Mars had an atmosphere at one point. Or well, we, mm-hmm. we still think it did, and liquid water. So maybe it was in the habitable zone, but didn't keep its atmosphere, and thus didn't keep its water. Hmm. Then asteroids are a big thing as well. Asteroids. And I think you mentioned this. Vi-
2: mm-hmm.
0: You mentioned this very briefly a couple of weeks ago in our intro show. That all of the building blocks for life have been found within the contents of asteroids now. Yes. And while it doesn't prove that Earth was only seeded by asteroids. Right. It does suggest that it may have helped. And it also means that if that's the case, maybe a habitable planet needs to be one that gets hit by asteroids either at a certain time in its life cycle or frequently enough, but not too much that it gets destroyed. Like, luckily, we have Jupiter, which kind of deflects a lot of asteroids away, apart mm-hmm. from that one really big time where all the dinosaurs died. Um, but it's also super interesting, right? Like, what if Earth was seeded uh, by asteroids and space rocks?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that a very common thing then? And uh, it may explain that maybe many planets have been seeded. So if we go and find a habitable planet, maybe maybe something else is there maybe now i could do a whole episode on that by myself but i'm sure that's boring so that's my quick whistle stop tour of finding habitable planets or let's let's not say finding but the the key things to kind of look out for uh, there and the ways they do it are very interesting telescopes looking at the atmosphere and it's basically all done on light which again blows my mind Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah if you know like the the light of a star and how it changes when it passes through the atmosphere of a planet you can basically figure out what elements that planet is made of and whether it might be habitable or not crazy isn't it isn't Isn't it it crazy isn't
1: it just crazy so we would have
0: to do all of that first before we go okay that's the first problem to solve in space travel, before deciding <laughs> it's,
2: it's where we go. We get in.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I hope they don't get it wrong because once you get there, that's uh,
1: that's it really. Yeah. That's kind of it you're, isn't not, it. you're not really coming back. It's not really a two-way, uh, two-way mission, two-way street. No.
0: No. Not yet. Anyway. No. No. Not yet. It's just maybe, maybe not ever.
1: Actually. Yeah. All right, what have you got then? So I, I start off with the hazards of some space flight. Not just like some inconsistencies with space travel and like how that works, but it would be time to me, but actually some hazards of space flight that some people may not think are a thing or overlook and just be like, well, you know, it's space. You've got to watch out for the black holes and crashing into a planet. <laughs> there are, there's, there's many things before you get to those kinds of worries. So the first yeah. one that You'll have to overcome is radiation yes a lot of people don't think about radiation mainly because it's invisible (laughs) um if i can't
0: see it it won't affect me yeah
1: which is weird because it's like one of the most menacing of the hazards that you're gonna you're gonna face oh yeah so it is
0: out there to get you yeah
1: we've got an ozone layer that protects us from the radiation from the sun um and if you didn't know, the ISF, not ISF, ISS, <laughs> what? International
0: that, Space Federation.
1: Yeah, there's there's other. For those that listening that know what an ISF is, <laughs> they just ignore that. Um, the ISS is within, uh, is is low enough in the orbit to be protected. Low Earth orbit is yeah. So that it sits within that protective magnetic field. So. The people, on, if you didn't know, the people on the ISS, they take 10 times higher radiation than we do down here. Um, But that is still within, like, safe doses. Yeah. But say that you were, I don't know, in a spaceship that was going beyond that, you're going to need, like, radiation protection, shielding, like just because there's there's, well, there's there's two reasons a you're gonna die but B, the reason that you're going up there if you're taking like biological samples or trying to do anything like that it can affect pretty much anything biological so that's being corrupted your science missions are bust you're not bringing anything back especially yourself um, yeah so and you want to think like it's
0: not only just on the spacecraft as well however that spacecraft is built but also what if you need to go outside the craft Yes. So spacewalk or something.
1: Spacewalk suits. You're going to need a special suit that can completely nullify radiation.
0: Yeah, which I don't think we have the technology for right now. No. Um, But at
1: least significantly reduce it. We can, yeah. So the spacewalks in their suits, that's one thing they protect against is the the radiation.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the the things they've kind of gone for, isn't
1: it? Also, you know, breathing oxygen and the pressure of a vacuum but you know yeah yeah it's simple
0: i was looking (laughs) at the uh the astronauts who came back on to earth the other day Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and their spacesuits are. i I don't know what i was expecting but you know like when the astronauts landed from the apollo missions they had these massive bulky kind of almost horror suits on with these massive face shields
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh looks very cool very iconic but these newer ones they're very sleek very futuristic like didn't look too bulky at all really just kind of looked like someone had a really kind of thick wetsuit on yeah with a full mask uh, full face shield I think it's, yeah it's, very it's cool it's because it's
1: like the, the iconic image of the first face uh, spacewalk where yes. like that is engraved in our mind like even culture references like Doctor Who yeah they used the the old one when they had the space, and the astronaut, like, killed the Doctor. Such a good arc. So, do you know what? Grace and I recently watched <laughs> all of, all that whole arc, the Matt Smith arc, and I keep seeing clips of it coming up, and I'm just like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Like, when it he comes very, back, very good. and it's for the Christmas episode, and he goes, oh, can you, is there space, like, if there's space for me... And they turn around and say, well, we always make a space for you at Christmas. So there's an extra plate ready. And he turns around and it's like a single tier. And then all the people throughout land also turn around and give a single tier. Because, yeah. Good stuff. Me Pond, Rest in peace.
0: She's like one of the mainly like only Doctor Who people who's gone on to like better things. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I, don't I really know. like Doctor Who and those people always really get you know, they they're fantastic actors.
1: I oh, say so David Tennant, he's he's done some pretty pretty incredible oh, that's things. That's true.
0: Uh Matt Smith went on to Billie do Billy Eilish some... kinda of didn't really do anything.
1: See Billy Eilish?
0: Not Billy Eilish, what's she called?
1: <laughs> it's like the singer. Oh uh, I'm no. pretty sure she's doing alright.
0: What's, oh, what's she called? The she, she was the Christopher
1: Eccleston's Oh, uh Billy Piper. Billy
0: Piper, she
1: that's the one. Another um, singer. Diaries or a Cool Girl, a bunch of other stuff as well. That was pretty pretty popular. Oh, I suppose. Maybe I mean, it's I just mean, my the, 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 exposure. The, the scale of um, I forgot her name. The the, the, the person that plays Amelia Pond. Karen, Karen Gillian. Gillen. Yeah, yeah, Karen Gillian. Um, she went on. She was in the board game Jumanji, Jumanji One and Jumanji Two. Yeah. She played Nebula in the MCU universe. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. She's just done a film as well, which was really funny. And I think on our last show, I said they would do this. Is It's called The Bubble. And it's a film about the pandemic. It's a comedy. Um, it's about people trying to film a film in the pandemic. So it's obviously a very Hollywood style thing. Okay. But it, uh, it's a very good thing just to put on and sleep to. Like, it's quite funny. <laughs> put on a uh, sleep to. Nice. I don't know what else. I, I watch things, <laughs> to be honest. I, I only watch things when I'm going to bed.
1: Oh, the bubble, yeah.
0: The bubble. Uh, uh,
1: she's gonna be in um the new Thor movie, and then Guardians and then Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because she she was on the the crew with them. The ship. Well, as Nebula. Yeah, as Nebula. Nebula. Yeah. Like because it was Nebula and um, Iron Man on the ship because she was fine because yeah. she was very and He was gonna die. Um, and then they got saved, but she stayed with the ship.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going to seeing Doctor Strange. I think it's out
1: there. Yeah, Grace and I watched um, The Last Spider-Man last night. Yes. Uh, I watched it the other day. It was very really good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. very well done.
0: Very well done. I was very happy with some of the, the throwbacks, some of the yeah. things. I was Lots of references. A little bit got spoiled for me in terms of just who would show up.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is unfortunate. I think if you weren't seeing it in first week, that was always going to happen. There was no way the big reveal was going to. It was in the trailer,
0: I suppose. You know, so it's 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 okay. But yeah, it was really cool to see that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And well, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. You can spoil Uh, it, Tom.
1: It's been out for like a a couple of years now, I believe. No, it only came out a couple of months ago. Spider Man, the latest Spider Man no way home. way home yeah it's not a couple of months ago came out in 2001 no, it came out 2021 yeah not two thousand. sorry apologies
0: December 15th
1: yeah that's uh, okay it's only, I have, it wasn't a
0: couple of yeah. years but like hey,
1: good, Like
0: in my head because I we, we couldn't months? go see it at the cinema basically so I'm like ah oh, i been waiting for it to come out anyway okay yeah um seeing the spider-man seeing like the uh the different villains was really cool Mm -hmm. lots of villains i didn't expect to see as well oh um
1: doc yeah octavius
0: dr octavius you had
1: oswald yeah
0: uh osborne oh who's the uh serpent guy elizabeth oh yeah yeah, yeah. i can't remember his name now yeah professor
1: Connor Oh yeah Connors
0: Connors That's the one Yeah
1: And then you had Really give me a Sandman. throwback
0: To playing like Spider-Man 2 On the Playstation 1
1: Clint Clint I think it's Clint Sandman Yeah I always felt Bad for the Sandman Because I It's like He turned up in the One of the Batman cartoons As a child And I always felt sad for him Because he Accidentally became The Sandman but then try still continue to try and help the police cuz he was a policeman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that. Tragic stuff. Also, Book of Boba Fett. How you find watch that, you? Speaking about things the people things showing up and you're like, "Ah, oh, sick." I don't know why I put off watching it so long. I was like, "Ah, oh, maybe it's not for me, you know, it's just Boba Fett." And uh uh oh, when they spoiler he gets a new ship because he really needed one yeah um oh that ship my favourite ship in all the Star Wars mm-hmm. and this character gets one and yeah. I'm like
1: yes see do you know try that really is good <laughs> it's really confusing me I know you're talking about the Boba Fett but I'm just like wasn't that in the Mandalorian no it's not it's because Boba Fett is just the Mandalorian <laughs> chapter 2 so ridiculous
0: yeah <laughs> fun stuff but yeah just john favreau
1: oh he's nailing everything Keep doing your thing he's like, nailing everything. oh my lord have
0: you just
1: it, going you back to tell that. he
0: was a star wars fan at least or at least he knows how to please us because that is just has
1: mm-hmm. i haven't finished the the series yet but oh um, tasty stuff <laughs> so going back to the Doctor strange 2 have you watched the what if series no. You're going to need to I, watch the I What If one series of them before and I was you. It's like, uh eh. You got no, you're going to need you're going to need to watch the What If before you watch Doctor Strange 2. There's okay. some things that will make a lot more sense if you've watched What If.
0: Okay. I'll get on that then.
1: Yeah. Cool. Shall
0: we get back to <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Shall
1: we get back to Okay, right. Number 2 <laughs> on the hazards of space flights. Um <laughs> Isolation and confinement is the thing. This is a
0: very interesting one. Yeah, yeah sorry, go for it.
1: Because, like, there's going to be massive behavioral issues among a group of people crammed into a space, a small spaceship for a long period yeah. of time. Because you've got to think, like, this isn't just uh, the pandemic type of stuff. It's not like you can go down to the, the supermarket or you're connected to people on the internet. You are purely. Yeah in a place with those people and nothing else <laughs>
0: like, and if you don't think it was that bad this guy over here the one and the only sees ez spent a hundred days alone oh, yeah. through the pandemic like an absolute champ <laughs> and i'm sure the internet and that connection over the internet was one of the only things oh, that yeah. really helped you 100 it must have been
1: yeah no it really was so to give a bit of context um i was finishing my uni career when the main bulk of the lockdown started for for 19. so what well, my flatmate at the time his dad lived by himself and because i think mean, he was he was slightly older he went okay i'm gonna go home because i need to make sure that he's all right and he's not by himself so he moved out um and left me in a uni accommodation, sorry, uni accommodation but a flat next to uni by myself, like, till the contract ran out, which was essentially a hundred days. And in those hundred days, I pretty much had to start and finish my dissertation project. Yeah. Well,
0: you had the time. You had the. Yeah, it was. It was one of those you things. Didn't where have anything else to do.
1: I, I had no excuses not to write, but at the same time, it's hard to motivate yourself when you can, when you're not allowed out. Because at you the also at kind the start, of did, you Like
0: the world, the, the world was dying. Is still, unfortunately yeah like but i get what you
1: mean a lot of lots lots of video games and chats with people online so i think that's the reason i got through it but you gotta imagine these people like they would have to go through months of or years of training before they even left yeah (laughs) to be able to deal with working as a team for that long and i think when it comes to that like picking
0: how well the team gets along is almost as important as how well someone can do the job
1: yeah and then more in that to, scenario, what feeds into how well they can do the job is you got to think like you're going to be in space, so there's going to be sleep loss. You, there's what's it circadian desynchronization. So there's no because here on Earth we've got sunrise sunset and we sort of our bodies and systems revolve around that. Unless you're artificially creating it and keeping that, like it, it, your body's going to be a mess.
0: Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And I, I think uh, they. Well, it was a couple of years ago. Well, it must have been maybe three now. That they sent a few people, I think, into the Atacama Desert or something. Six mm-hmm. people. Yes. And they yeah. just sent them into the desert, and they were like, "Right, you're doing <laughs> a Mars simulation." So. They put them in like the the tents. And then whenever you go, out, they went outside. They had to put on the suits, and they had to go along and do the experiments as if they were actually on Mars. And when they like emailed people and sent people messages, they de- they uh delayed it, manufactured yeah. the delay time of like twenty minutes or something that it would take an email to send from mm-hmm. Mars to Earth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they said like the only things that helped them were like music, cuddly toys, things like that. Something that you can speak to and kind of keep yourself going. Playing board games with each other. You know, these kinds of things that really make you feel at home on Earth. But those all things also make you miss it more. Mm-hmm. But they're the only things that get you through it.
2: Yeah.
1: Unless you, like, massive introvert, you don't mind being by yourself or socialising and you can just watch movies. Like... I've got, yeah. a, I've got a back, back catalogue of video games that I can, like, try and be my way through.
0: Definitely, definitely. But, you know, it, like... It's different. That's in prison, understand. right... Yeah, yeah. The worst thing you can do to someone is solitary confinement. Like, that is the worst thing that they do to people. One, due to ethics, but also because it is the worst thing that you can do to... Sp- people really is stick them in a box and they're alone for a long time without any communication Mm -hmm. like we're not built to be even if you're an introvert i consider myself a bit of an introvert but even after a certain amount of time like oh yeah i should probably speak to someone yeah (laughs) like i don't know how long you know you could stay sane not speaking to anyone
2: that's true
0: so even emails 20 minutes delayed would uh, would help in that, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> Definitely. When, you, yeah. when you're farther than Mars, that just incrementally increases. And then once you're yeah. too far away, you don't have the power to send the signal. So, because it'd be too much of a drain on your your whatever life support system you've got left.
0: Well, that's if you're in a survival situation, I suppose. I just if your mean power's like, running out.
1: <laughs> no, no, generally, like, the, the amount of energy it would take to send that signal... Far. Oh, I see you what you mean, because you, you just need more
0: energy. Uh, yeah yeah. I
1: gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a bit mad, isn't it? It is a bit mad. Um, right. We've got some time left that we haven't got enough time to deal into a big chunk that I wanted to talk about. No. But yes.
0: This will this will definitely be a two-part trip. This will be this <laughs>
1: This will just happen. We'll just keep rolling over. But I wanted to talk. About, have you um Plays the uh, outriders or outrider. I haven't no. Yeah, so there's. And I
0: purposely avoid watching it, so I could at some point, but <laughs> I just don't think it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, they think <laughs> what they they lost money. That I don't think it's going to get any support or a second one. The publishing people like they lost loads of money on it. Um, but essentially the story is Earth's been like stripped of all its useful resources. Everyone wants to leave. this big war. Um, there was a, a first spaceship. I think it's the first one, but it got destroyed because something went wrong. And then the second one um, was put cobbled together and then got sent out into space. And you join as the team when they finally f- got to the planet they were supposed to. So they've got past the, ra- the isolation, the radiation. The isolation is that they're frozen in these capsules. They've got to the location and these people. Uh, who are like essentially like rangers, they're the better military people, they they come out, they go down on the planet to make to scope out to make sure that it's okay. Um, this happens, you play through this, there's these weird storms that give your person not magical powers, but like elemental powers. You fight through, you wake up and you find there's people already there, and it's like this World War II trench-style steampunk, you're wondering what's going on then you find that you've been frozen longer than everybody else that's the first issue is the inconsistency of when people wake up uh, which right. kind of throws you because you're like oh you're the first ones that's great you go from here but you're not because you actually delayed in who how you what, what you woke up so you fight the oh, game oh i see yeah, right. yeah. so there's yeah. like there's a staggering because you go through and some people have like more like society in place um like these these groups of people have like more going on these sub technologies and the bastions of hope um you you, there's you find like a signal in the distance and it's very very advanced but somehow your technology can 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 lock onto it and you go across the land you build this machine that can lock on and go through these storms because there's a protection barrier in place so you go through the storms and you find this like it's so advanced that it looks like an alien spaceship when they go aboard, there's just a human sat in the chair. And what essentially happened was after they left and they made their, what essentially was a slow travel across the universe, the people that managed to actually survive on Earth made a better spaceship that could go quicker than the old one and they essentially beat them there by like thousands of years. Damn. Damn and it's just like this weird inconsistency between space travel is if you throw like cryo freezing magnitudes of speed into the mix you're gonna have like people who your age no longer matters yeah because you're essentially not well you say your age is something different to how long you've been in the universe yeah yeah, it's yeah. like this weird and that's the big reveal and I was like it's the first time I thought about that but then it's just like that could if we do invent that this these are real scenarios that could potentially happen
0: which is mad to think about really because at that point you'd have to be like okay we want to go to this planet that's 100,000 light years away it's the best hope we've got just mm-hmm. for whatever reason now we can build a spaceship now and it's going to take I don't know. Well, I guess we can't go faster than the speed of light. So, let's say two hundred thousand years, mm-hmm. or we can wait. I don't know, five thousand years, ten thousand years, and get there at, in a hundred thousand years.
1: Yeah, like, and then it's a weird thing. Is there a if is there a responsibility for the pe- like? Say that we create a faster technology. Is it then a responsibility for us to go and track down the people that are travelling relatively slowly to pull them out of that, so it's not fully messing them up, or do you you let them try and get to that the end point? Hmm.
0: Well, I guess it depends how far the civilization advances in that phase. Like if we become full-on Star Wars galaxy then you'd go collect them because you'd be whizzing past them I'm sure like often enough if it's just like a generational ship or a ship that's like a one-way trip then you could try and pick them up on the way but does that increase the complexity and thus jeopardize the mission and the lives on board of both ships more and I guess you outweigh it that way
2: Mm. oh
1: yeah you know, I, I was thinking like the the ship that was going was a generational ship or something like that, and the ship that was coming yeah. up was like FTL ship that could just be like, loop. Like, um, have you have you begin to watch Foundation? No. Okay, so the ships and the foundations. I've Read the book it, though. Yeah. The the visual on them is so awesomely cool. They've got <laughs> like it's like um a shard sliver. Shape, if you imagine, like what a shard of glass would look like with like a circle yeah. missing, and then that is essentially got like a singularity or a black hole device that spins up and then it goes and then disappears, disappears in the sand. It, it looks incredible. I really advise going and watch it. I was gonna talk about some of the issues that come up in that, but I'm gonna have decided that that only came out recently, so <laughs> I didn't come recently, but I mean, recent the enough. book
0: came out I don't know 60 years ago.
1: Yeah, that's true, but I don't think it's exact to the book, so I don't want to don't want to go. No, anything. okay, that's
0: fair. Yeah, so uh, it is my next thing though, after
1: Boba Fett. Ah, good, 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 good. Um, or I could say to, to make this even weirder, um, Love Death and Robots. It that could happen. There's there's the episode where the spaceship gets hits a. They have the the jump ports, I believe it is. So this is this other twist on. Um, oh, space yes. travel is that you go to these ports and they're connected with other ports and you fly sh- straight there at a higher speed essentially they go through the space ports and something happens the space ports crashes or something and they get like is that
0: season two
1: that one no i'm pretty sure that was a season one. Oh, okay um and right. they get jettisoned out of the the stream or whatever and they just continue on into the space into deep space and then they're they get captured by aliens <laughs> and then you have an alien wife slash girlfriend it's like a space yeah. A space horror catches you and tries to keep you alive.
0: Sorry, I just pulled my headphones
1: out ah. of the socket. Couldn't hear anything. You know, um, I said space horror tries to keep you alive through your life support system. Is it like a space spider, not a horror? It's like a horror spider thing. Yeah, I can only think
0: of the season two episode that's got to do with that.
1: What is the reveal where she... Where the creature walks out and you're like, oh, that's fine. It's just like a woman and then the rest of her comes out and you're like, oh no. Yeah. That's not season But one. he's been having like a
0: hallucination that like he wakes up and then she wakes up as well and then they find out they're in the wrong place because they've been gone for so long.
1: Anyway. No, it's, it's just
0: him. It's just the guy. Oh, okay. Well, I remember that as well. So maybe I'm, I'm messing two episodes together.
1: Yeah, I'm messing... Does, did, oh yeah um news about love Devon robots uh, volume three comes out on the 20th Ooh. oh so i'm so excited about that
0: so that's eight, eight days from now that will be one day from <laughs> yeah. you actually hearing this
1: tomorrow and then
0: <laughs> 11 days yeah from you hearing this kenobi
1: Oh, yeah, the Kenobi series. I'm so looking forward to that.
0: Oh, talking about two Ewan McGregors in one place Mm -hmm. last Mm -hmm. week.
1: Yeah, fun stuff. Anyway, (laughs) it is episode one, uh, episode seven of season one Beyond the Aquila Rift.
0: Oh, yes. Fantastic episode, that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: Really, I, I think with that episode, they went, let's try and make all the fleshy stuff really impressive because that's yeah. with the weirdly accurate sex scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> where the the animation's a bit too good and you're like hmm, hmm. uncanny valley yeah like parents please don't walk in at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of that kind of like yeah yeah no that, that's fair uh yeah.
0: th- there was a there was an episode in the second season i think where someone ends up locked out of their spaceship
1: Yes, that's with the guy that played Black Panther's um Nemesis. Ah uh, yes. With the robot. That was a great episode as well. Uh horrible. I believe that was life Hutch. at the same time. Was that what that one's called? Just a there's a, a, there, there's if a you're squeamish
0: even a little bit. Ooh.
1: Yeah. There's a star fighting space fight going on and the crash lands and there's a, there's a shelter nearby and he tries to go to the shelter.
0: Oh, that's not what I'm thinking of. Ah. I'm thinking the one where she... I think it's a she just floating in space.
1: Oh, and she rips off her arm and throws it.
0: Yeah, that one.
1: Um, that Where she is... opens her space
0: suit and it freezes the arm off. And then she cracks it off and then throws it away to give herself some momentum to get back to the spaceship.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. No, that is a good one. I, actually, I think... That is a helping hand in season one, episode, oh, that, episode that makes eleven. Sense. Yeah, yeah, madness. Anyway, this
0: has been quite an explorative episode. All things space. Well, maybe not. Anyway, I hope we, we we've learned some things here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there, there was some science in there along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Next week, maybe we'll come back slightly more focused. Never. Um, never. never not at all but i get there's a, there's a lot more to speak about here so we'll yes, uh, talk about is. more issues on space things. flight and see what whatever else we can we can find as well
1: yeah so next week i will be talking more about gravitational time dilation which just sounds mind-bending and it is
0: Boop, interstellar I'm gonna get my buzzer ready
1: <laughs> is there you'll know there is yeah yeah that yeah, de- definitely there definitely definitely is, definitely is yeah
0: um uh, i'll speak a bit more about how far we can actually expect to go as well as how we might actually get to other planets because a lot of nice cool rocket theories about what propulsion we can use and different mm-hmm. methods or different ways as we were speaking about generational ships you mentioned it a bit quickly last episode but uh slow versus fast what's the trade-off
2: mm-hmm.
0: so so yeah I think uh that'll be about it really. So yeah, that sounds interesting. Maybe we'll try and be a bit more on track next week. If not, well I hope you like it. Yeah, it's what it is. <laughs> it's what it is. Hit that rating button, give us a follow, that's uh Twitter info entry pod, Instagram, information entry pod. We're on Spotify, iTunes soon coming, I think, mm-hmm. hope pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast uh, you can find us there and if you found this one make sure to share it with anyone everyone and uh i heard dogs really like the show yes awesome source. so i've been tom jenks he's been mitchell gatting this has been the information entropy podcast and hopefully we've managed to decrease some of that information but uh i think not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Increase the
1: information in the wrong direction.
0: Exactly. Uh, you got anything else you would uh, like to say? No, that's it for me.
1: I'll catch you guys in the next one.
0: Indeed, we shall. Peace. <laughs>